Welcome back, everybody. Points with four laid bets. Coming at you here on Monday, June 6th. We're going to do a NBA Finals Game 2 recap. Some of our thoughts and reactions from that. No surprise here. Golden State answering the call. Took Game 2 as they should have at home. And now it moves back to Boston, the TD Garden Arena. So we will uh, go over Game 2 and we'll give our thoughts on what we're expecting in Game 3 and uh, give out a free pick as well. Just a solo pod today, so this one will be quicker. We're looking forward to having William Hill back on the podcast probably on Wednesday this week to anticipate and go over Game 3 and what we're expecting from a betting perspective, but also just between these two great teams that certainly seem very evenly matched. But we'll get more into that uh, as we talk more in this pod. So follow us at theoddsbreakers.com. Obviously, this podcast is through the Odds Breakers podcast stream. Very grateful to have that opportunity to be with you guys, sometimes multiple times a week, sometimes once a week, but mostly NBA and NFL content that we're giving you here on these podcasts of laying the points. So appreciate all of your listenership and viewership when we go live. And certainly appreciate all my premium customers at the Odds Breakers. Check out some of the deals that we have going on right now at the Odds Breakers for the NFL packages coming this year. For NBA packages, these packages will not last forever. Uh, the discounts only go to a certain date. So check it out, my page at the Odds Breakers, and follow us at the Odds Breakers across all social media. Follow me at Farley Bets, of course, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok here and there, more so these days. Um, for all your betting needs, guys, you'll find me on the BetUS NBA show. Follow at BetUS underscore TV for all the content that they can bring. Sometimes I'm on the Vegas Insider, Daily Insider show as well. Hope to do more work with them in the future. Um, And, of course, just keep on expanding our horizons here and what we offer from a content perspective. Uh, Looking at doing quite a few things this summer to kind of, I don't know, let's enhance this Farley Bets product. huh? We've been on the scene now for almost two years. Obviously, the big circle win, I think that, you know, just helped uh, catapult us, uh, give us some legitimacy. But overall... It's been great, you know, two two NBA seasons, 158%, 156%, um, and then winning in Circa, winning in the NFL last year. I mean, are we, like like any pro better, right, like any handicapper, uh, do we have some down moments? Oh, yeah, we do. How about, how about Major League Baseball? We're down about 13 units in that so far this year. Not a great record. Of course, the record matters a little less in baseball. It's more about your unit count, but that ain't going too hot. And I know it's not going too hot for a lot of cappers out there because that's baseball, especially at the start of baseball, which where a lot of the things that you expect don't exactly go the way that you expect them, you know, from pitchers to lineups, et cetera. Um, but that's baseball for you. We'll find our way. We usually find our footing much more in the summer. Of course, we offer our packages month to month as well. So you can always DM me directly. Um, and of course, like I said, check out my page at the odds breakers to find out more information. All right. Now let's talk about these NBA finals. First message that I have to get across here is, Hey, if you're a Boston fan, if you're a Boston better, a Boston believer, I don't want to hear this BS about, Oh, the golden state warriors, the all those fouls and Draymond Green and come on, sending them to the free throw line. Look at those whistles. 
oh, the Warriors are, oh, my God, they're benefiting by the, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. First of all, first thing I got to say that is in my New Jersey accent, what are you kidding me? Ah. Because do you remember the Heat and Celtics series? Boston got 203 free throws in that series. The Heat had 143. That's 60 more free throws than the Miami Heat. So maybe what comes around goes around, right? This is what Boston does. Boston is physically imposing. They attack. Those hands are always up. They're very physical on defense, right? That's their that's their MO. So now that you're getting it back, Boston, now that you're getting back the same kind of physicality, the same kind of energy from players like Draymond Green, don't complain about that. Bring it right back to them. I mean, Boston all but gave up in the third quarter, right? We saw another Warriors takeover in the third quarter. I think Boston only had like 15 points. Um. And listen, the Warriors only had three more free throws than the Celtics in this game. Okay, so the disparity wasn't that wide. It wasn't like those game threes and game fours between the Heat and the Celtics where the disparity was like 30 to 14 in favor of the Celtics. Okay, this was a relatively even game from the referees, one technical foul for each team. Um, And I know a lot of people complain about Draymond Green. That's fine. Keep on complaining about them. But the, again, these are the NBA finals. Okay. The, the Warriors are not going to just step step down. They're not going to just stand down. Draymond Green in the first 11 seconds of this game was trying to tear the ball out of Al Horford's hands. Right. Drug him to the ground. They had a, uh, you know, they had to, uh, what's that called? Uh, you know, they had to throw the ball up and the, the tip ball, whatever. Um Right from the get-go, Draymond Green was out to change the attitude and the energy of the Golden State Warriors defense, and it worked. I mean, think of other physical matchups that he's had in the past. Draymond Green had to go and defend players like, uh, I don't know, LeBron James? (laughs) You know, talk about physically imposing, physically trying. Maybe the most physically imposing player still in the NBA, LeBron James. And, you know, when I watch Draymond on the court, he's usually the first one up the court on offense, the first one up the court on defense. The guy brings energy. Maybe maybe he's older, obviously, than most of these Celtics players, but he doesn't play like it. In sports, like, I'm not telling you guys anything saying this, but this is a mental game, right? you got to be able to withstand these onslaughts if you're on these teams. And 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 the Celtics and the Warriors are both going to have these offensive onslaughts, these, these aggressive moments in these games where they take over they're in transition i mean the warriors murdered the celtics in transition and a lot of people i think we're we're probably going to hear this week up until wednesday a lot of people are going to say oh well you know the warriors had 15 steals in this game boston only had five which i mean you got to give credit to the warriors defense right you do have to give some credit to them but 15 steals a lot of transition points 33 transition points off those turnovers Oh, that's not going to happen again. Oh, that's just a a blip. No, it's not. Guys, look at the Warriors' stats this year. And they were unbelievable on defense in the first few months of the NBA season. They kind of were average, a little above average in the middle of the season. Found some energy again at the end. But this is a top five team on defense and points in the paint. Okay? 
like we said in our in our, in our, in our write up at the odds breakers in a previous podcast, this is a very good interior defense. Do not be fooled. The Celtics are taller. The Celtics are younger. And they probably are more physically imposing. But their paint defense isn't that much better than Golden State. I mean, do you have to give Boston the defensive edge slightly? Probably, yeah. I mean, we've seen it from Boston time and time again, right? But the Golden State Warriors defense is no joke either. They were forcing Boston on the outside. 40 to 24 point advantage in the paint for Golden State in game two. And the Warriors, just like most NBA teams, but especially the Warriors, were going to look to infiltrate the paint and then pop that ball out to the outside for those perimeter shots to create more open shots. It's really important, even when they're playing small ball, that the Warriors get into the paint, get those mid-range buckets, those short buckets. We saw time and time again, Kevon Looney getting open down low. Players like, even Clay Thompson, I know he looks old. He's definitely not as quick as he used to be, but he blew by a few Celtics players to get into the paint in this game. He didn't have a good game. I get it. But on a few occasions, he, he rolled right by him. You know, and some of this is what we've seen from the Celtics, right? The Celtics are one of these teams, and this is probably a young team thing, even though people are like, oh, who cares? They're young. They have no experience. That doesn't matter. And uh, it, it fucking matters, okay? Because we've seen this from the Celtics time and time again in the playoffs. They just blow these games. They just don't really show up, right? I mean, the Heat smashed the Celtics in a few games, right? The Bucks did too. So you damn well better believe that the Warriors with their offense, which is considerably better, I would argue, than the offense that Boston saw from the Bucks in the Heat. They're going to smash you if you don't step up on defense. And that's exactly what they did. And they attacked from the very beginning of this game. They also held off Boston from getting offensive rebounds, only six offensive rebounds for each team. So they cleaned up in the glass, made sure they, they got those defensive rebounds. Again, that was a lot of Kevon Looney, but it was all the players in the Warriors. Give Steph Curry some credit too. People, I mean, it's easy to point out his defense at times and be like, well, he's not a great defender. I don't know. Steph has put some more meat on those bones. He's got some more muscle. And he does the right things on defense most of the time, especially when he's heated like he was in this game. The energy for Golden State was high in the entire game, and you wouldn't have thought that they were the older team. They were even on three-pointers in this one, 40%. And over, over time, Boston just kind of started looking lost, didn't they? When the Warriors went on the offensive and attacked the pain, they just started to look lost. Jordan Poole, 17 points, did exactly what he was supposed to do. A supporting role player for their best player in Steph Curry. Klay Thompson did not do much offensively. And if you ask me, that's a good sign for the Warriors overall because he will do more offensively. Everyone's going to dog him. Everyone's going to say how he's a liability. He can be, no doubt about it. He's not the same Klay Thompson. But he's gonna shoot better than that, guys. This guy, this guy's an absolute sharpshooter. This is what he does. He's gonna shoot better than that. So expect more points from Clay, and that's gonna be better, a better thing for Golden State, who let's let's face it, blew out the Celtics. They're up 30 points in the fourth quarter. Let them come back a little bit, but they blew them out. Smart, Horford, Grant Williams only combined for 10 points. Those ancillary players for the Celtics. Like we stated after game one, we cannot expect them to keep on scoring like that. 
and they damn sure didn't. The Warriors' defense locked them down. Now, Derek White still got his 12 points, but overall, minus, 20, minus 12 in point differential. Not great defense in this one. But Looney's defense, he Looney was plus 24 in this game, guys, in point differential. Wiggins' defense might not have always stopped Tatum, might not have always stopped Jalen Brown, but he was always there. Hands were always up in their face. Very good defense overall. Very good defense from Curry. Curry was on Tatum multiple times. He's on Jalen Brown a few times. Challenged him every single time. And again, about, about Draymond Green, this man, Draymond Green. Uh, listen, guys, that's a grown man, okay? this is He's not a kid. He's not a few years out of college. Sorry, like Jalen Brown is, like Jason Tatum is. That's a grown-ass man. And you see him talking shit the whole game, getting in players' faces, flying around the court, running over people. And no, Dave Portnoy, that was not a charge. Okay? Jalen Brown or Grant Williams, whoever the hell was in um, Draymond Green's way, did not have position at all. He was moving. I think it was Marcus Smart, actually. Whatever. That was not a charge. Now, Draymond Green gets feisty, gets physical. Right, he's picking in there. I mean, there were some times where the Celtics were trying to get into the paint. Um, those Warriors' arms and, and hands and fingers were all over the ball. I mean, Horford was shook in the paint, no doubt about it. Um, and could the refs have probably called the foul on a few of those? Yeah, probably. The Warriors are also missed about 10 layups in this game. And Boston, if you're going to say you're more physical, you're taller, you're bigger, you're more athletic, then it doesn't matter what Golden State's doing to you. Assert yourself in the paint. Impose your will in the paint. That's what Boston should be doing. But this is what Boston does, guys. This is a very, very, very good Boston Celtics team. I've said that all year. I'm not trying to dog Celtics fans and Celtics betters. But they do this. They kind of just drop games. They're up and down. And now they're going back home. And this is a team who's, what, they're 10-2 and two ATS on the road in the playoffs? But they're 5-4 and four at home straight up. Just about 500 at home. Because now this, the script changes, right? Now they're the favorites. Three to three and a half point favorites, right? They're at home. They're expected to win. Boston's a little better when they're not expected to win. So my first thought, on game three is I'm not taking Boston at minus three. Do I lean that direction? Probably because this is now going to be a redemption, vengeance response game from Boston. I can't take Boston full game because in this series, it's just going to be so back and forth. I mean, I, I, even though I expect the Celtics to win game three, it wouldn't at all be surprising then, right? Then if, if, if in game four they kind of sat back, blew that one, series is tied again. Um, you know, the Warriors are almost – heard this point made on, on another podcast, and I agree with it. The Warriors are almost too casual out there sometimes, right? They're almost too comfortable. They're comfortable whether they're losing. They're comfortable whether they're winning. They've been here before, blah, blah. Boston kind of freezes. Like once they start to get overwhelmed and overtaken – they can freeze. They can become really tight, really tense. And that is an experience thing. That is a young player thing. That is a young coach thing. He's a first-year coach, guys. Yemei Yudoka has been awesome. 
I think he's a top five coach in the NBA right now. I really do. But he's still a first-year coach. Steve Kerr made a number of different adjustments in this game. And it's a lot to adjust to if you're a first-year coach, or first time in the NBA Finals, first time in the NBA playoffs as a coach. All right, it's a lot. The way the Warriors attacked on offense and defense, the way they utilized some of their backups, the way they didn't utilize some of their other backups, the way they facilitated the ball like they usually do. It's a lot. It's a lot to adjust to. And Ime Udoka is going to make adjustments. I think the Celtics will win game three. My best bet for game three, I'll give you at the end of the show, but I can't take the Celtics at minus three and a half right now, even though they're at home and even though I expect them to win. I think that might, I think game three might be the closest game that we've seen yet. Like throughout the entire game, you know, first, second, third, fourth quarter. But my message to Boston fans, I mean, my message to both fans, I'm not a fan of either team. Probably, probably sounds like I'm a Warriors fan, but I think, I mean, I'm a fan of what just happened because the only thing I've been saying throughout this whole NBA Finals experience is let's not get ahead of ourselves. After game one, people are trying to crown Boston the champion. I don't see how the Golden State Warriors can compete with this team. Well, first of all, I do. We just saw it. And second of all, uh, if you think the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond, who are probably thinking to themselves, listen, it's really hard to get to this point. This might be our last chance to get to this point. They're not going to just lay down. I mean, even though they're older, you're going to see the best effort out of all these guys. Again, who's the first person up the court? I dare you to watch these games. Who's the first person up the court? 90% of the time when Draymond Green's in the court, it's him. His old ass flies up the court. So the Warriors are going to continue to give the Celtics their best effort. You know, they might become too comfortable. They might allow some comebacks. But there's a lot of areas. I mean, coaching, tenacity, perimeter shooting, prowess, interior scoring, fast break. Listen, guys, the fast break thing, too, I don't know if we should expect regression. The Golden State offense is top 10 in fast break points all season. They're they're really good at that. So that's going to be a problem for the Celtics throughout this series. If the Celtics can't set themselves in, in, the, in their half-court defense, they're not going to be able to play their brand of basketball. So they absolutely have to avoid the turnovers. They can't give Golden State the turnovers that they did in, that, in this, this last game. But Golden State has always been good at that, and they're going to continue to be pretty good at that. And they're, they're going to continue to try to pick that ball out and create turnovers. It's not just going to stop. And they've been really good at that all year. So we can't just be like, oh, well, that's a, that's an aberration. You know, gold, uh, the Celtics won't turn the ball over as much in game three. Okay. I mean, I hope not for your sake, Boston fans, but Golden State's pretty good at that. They're pretty good at it. So if, you know, if I'm Boston, you know, you have a very good team. You probably think you're better than Golden State in some areas. I think if they're the better team, it's by a very thin margin. Again, stop complaining about the fouls and the physicality. You're saying you're a tough team, then be a tough team. Bring it right back to the Golden State Warriors, especially when you come back home. This is the NBA Finals. This ain't a regular season game against the Pacers. It's not an injured Bucks team. It's not an injured Heat team. This is the Golden State Warriors with players who have been here before and are still very, very capable of beating you. And we've seen some of those other players that can come in. Jordan Poole, like we said, drop 17. And some of these other guys for Golden State, 
Peyton, et cetera, they can bring energy, right? We haven't seen Kaminga yet. I mean, or maybe we did in the fourth quarter. I, I, I forget. I kind of was, you know, blanking out, understandably, in that fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, Kaminga can bring the athletic prowess in the defense. Wiggins has been solid, real solid. Golden State has plenty of guys. And if I'm Warriors fans, you need the same message as, as Boston. This series is far from over. You still have to win a game in Boston at the TD Garden Center. That ain't going to be easy because now Boston can settle in. They got the crowd behind them. You got to figure they're not going to make as many mistakes, even though they're young players. It's just more comfortable at home. When they go back home, they're going to try and force Golden State back to the perimeter. They're going to try and take away those, those interior points. Boston is very good at doing that. I mean, if anything, the advantage is still in favor of Boston because they wanted the chase center already. I mean, coming away from being on the road one-to-one is probably, that's a success for Boston. They just needed to win one game. You know, this series still feels like they're controlling this series. And and Draymond Green is probably going to have a target on his back after game two, right? I mean, he did, he played very physical. Boston players are complaining in the press conferences, you know, Jalen Brown, he tried to pull down my shorts, blah, blah. Um, so the refs might get on Draymond Green in this next game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Draymond Green was kicked out, you know, uh, because he lost his temper. Boston probably won't turn the ball over that much, but the Celtics can't just like cruise into these games thinking they're the better team. Cause again, I mean, according to my power ratings, I do have the Celtics as slightly better than the Warriors, but it ain't much guys. I mean, we're talking one point. I can move things around, maybe half a point, maybe one and a half. But this is where the the intangibles, the psychology, the coaching, the you know those ancillary things that are a little 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 harder to measure. You know the supplementary side of sports betting and analysis and handicapping; those things come into play in these cases. It's just a lot of psychology, and I think what we're going to see in these series, in this series in particular, are is a lot of back and forth. You know, and we just need to stop overreacting. Just because Dave Portnoy and Barstool Sports favor the Celtics does not mean the Celtics are going to win. Just because Golden State thinks that they're back to their dynasty mode does not mean they're going to win. Like these are two really good teams, um, and I, I expect it to go back and forth. They they both have really good DNA. You know, the Celtics have proven that they can respond big time, but so have the Warriors. And the Warriors, in my opinion, are probably not going to drop another game at home. So Boston, if they want to win this series, I think they need to win these next two games. I do think if Golden State wins game three, this series is in real jeopardy for Boston. Because then you'd expect them to win game four at home, but then it goes back to the Chase Center. And we're talking about another raucous crowd. We're talking about Steph Curry at home. We're talking about Jordan Poole, more comfortable now in the series at home. Andrew Wiggins getting more comfortable. Clay Thompson not going to shoot that way every game. Kevon Looney, max effort all the time. Draymond Green getting in your face all the time. And there's probably some psychology behind those home referee whistles, right? I mean, that's always the case, right? Referees probably less willing to, to blow the whistle in front of home in front of a home crowd, that's kind of always the case. We'll probably see it at Boston, too. Lord knows we saw it at, Bo- at the TD Garden Center when they faced the Heat. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, listen, we got to expect that, right? But 
My best bet that I'm looking at right now for this next series is going to be the Celtics in the first quarter. You can get it at minus one. That's a really good line. It's basically a pick em. The Celtics are going, to, are going to have that look in their eyes, right, that 20,000-foot glare where they just know that there's something behind them that they have planned, and they're going to, they're going to unleash, and they're going to be very aggressive. And Jason Tatum, who came out aggressive in game two, he looked great at the beginning and then settled down. I think he's probably going to have a really good first quarter. Uh, Jalen Brown, too, but expect some of these other guys, Al, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, to get in the mix and get in the action early and often. I like the Celtics in the first quarter of this game. I'm not going to take them full game right now, but that's probably a really good bet. Because, again, psychology, back and forth, responses, revenge. It ain't just about the data. It ain't just about the matchups. It ain't about what we think we understand about this game. I mean, I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you looked at the Golden State defense in that game, you're like, oh, oh yeah, they're pretty good, aren't they? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we just we just can't lose sight of these things, guys. It can't be short sighted. Always keep that in mind in your sports betting. And as far as any other any other plays go, for now, I'm going to keep that as my one play. I'm going to give out on this show anyway. Celtics first quarter minus one. Probably going to have a few other plays for premium customers. Um, but and as far as futures goes and series prices, I think the value is kind of gone, right? If if you had the Celtics early or Golden State after game one, you got a good price. It's going to stay relatively even. Probably now you're going to see less movement, no matter who wins game three. I don't care if Boston wins game three by thirty. I don't think we're going to see those numbers climb up quite as much as they used to. There's going to just be responses in this series. And my best bet for any future would be this series going seven games. So if you like one of these sides, Warriors 4-3 or Boston 4-3, I said that at the beginning. I think Warriors 4-3 is the side. I think if you like the Warriors, you take Steph Curry as MVP. Uh, That only looks like it's a better bet now as long as the Warriors win, of course. Um, but so maybe look at some of those game six, game seven situations because this one does not seem at all like it's going to be over in five games. I mean, this is a six to seven game series, and I'd be I'd be pretty surprised at this point if it didn't go all seven games. You just have too much, you just have too much maturity at this point. Even Boston, they get it, they've been through it. Ime Yudoka's messages are clear and consistent. Right. He, he's got this team on the right track, even though they go up and down, they're always going to respond. And I expect the same from Golden State. Tune in on Wednesday. We're going to have William Hill on the podcast then, I believe, on Wednesday. Really, it's it's only my scheduling issues if it can't happen on Wednesday. So either Wednesday or Thursday, William Hill was a great guest uh, when we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago. A contributor over there at VSIN, a great basketball mind, New York City guy. Uh, so we'll have Will Hill back on this podcast. I'm looking forward to that very much. More analysis, probably free picks at the Ozbreakers coming up as well. Follow us at Farley Bets all over social media. Let me know if you're interested in these premium packages, guys. Reminder, we've won 57% our whole career in the NBA, uh, and we're pretty good at the NFL too. Okay, so uh, these packages and these deals aren't going to last forever. So let me know if you're interested Love having my premium customers. So grateful for you guys and the back and forth that I get from you on a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis. I I just love it. I love winning, having a hand at helping people win money. Uh, You know, sports is sports are the best. Sports are even better if you can win some money off of it. 
With that, Farley Betts and laying the points, we out of here. See you later next week. What a series. Should be a good one. Should be a show, ladies and gentlemen, a real slobber knocker. See you next time, guys. Let's win some dang money. <laughs>